0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back into the Letterman Lounge at Roosters on Olentangy River Road, Columbus, Ohio, the greatest city in the world. This is Letterman Live. Uh, the offseason is in full swing, but we're not going to stop talking about the Buckeyes and what's going on around Ohio. That's Jeremy Birmingham, Jay-Z, Justin Zwick, Nicole Cox from Roosters letting us back in here again, and Bobby Carpenter. Um, by the way, we got to start right here with we left, and Nicole and Bob, you guys had this big argument <laughs> about how you were going to scout people with injuries <laughs> And then we find out that Nicole was right. She did some research after the show, and she she shut you down, bud.
1: Oh yeah, the multi multi ACL tear. Yeah. She broke. Yeah. She got it down there. So you know, good for her.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's just a perspective to think about if when you're you know. Ticking guys for the team that the one that hasn't been injured yet is, <clears throat> like I said last week, a ticking time bomb and Stay something's going to happen. Whereas if it's already happened, the per- the odds of it happening again are very slim right. compared the od- to the odds of it happening. The odds of getting so-
3: struck by lightning twice are way worse than getting struck by lightning once. <laughs> so it was good that you dealt with injuries in college, Bob.
1: Well, I really didn't you be, I, mean, it. I had like little things that I was like nicked up with outside. But you of wanted my to get the like, ball rolling. You have to get a couple I did of break them. my leg in high school, so I get, you know what I should tell my dad that I had my knee scoped when I was in seventh grade. He goes, You'll never be able to play in college. And I mean he's like he <laughs> made did, it stronger. Got it out of the way. Well, yeah. <laughs> he's like, You're getting your knee scoped and he goes, I didn't get hurt till I was, you know. <laughs> I guess I think he did get hurt nice surgery you know, and and surgeries have changed a lot obviously since then. Back when he was up, they probably wouldn't even done it on this, but you will never be able to make it there and then you know I break my leg in high school and it's like okay, battle back from that and get a couple more so Nicole maybe you were right. I I really didn't miss much time in the NFL, you know, due to injury. So uh yeah, I guess that you, maybe you theory. are into something. It's a theory. It's a, yeah, working, it's a working theory. theory. If, if, yeah. if,
2: and like you're saying, though, Bobby, if the guy has the talent to go along with it. Yeah. You know, I just don't think it, if they are good enough, I don't think it's a reason to necessarily pass them up for the team.
0: I think that's also what Ryan Day said about why he thought Justin Fields was a great quarterback, because he had got to go through adversity. Mm-hmm. Got to respond to it, whether that's uh, your body or mentally. It's. I think Nicole wins that one.
1: Mm. I got, I'm winner, I, winner! I, I, I've already considered. <laughs> feeling pretty
4: good
2: yeah, right yeah. now. coming That's in great. hot today.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, I just feel like we should make that clear.
1: <laughs> I think we should just make clear that you're still Austin Ward because you look like someone completely different. You do look <laughs> different. It's a guy. New show,
0: yeah. Got cleaned up. Big <laughs> oh, trip this week. Yeah, because Berm and I are going out to Texas, and I don't want them to be scared of. Uh, that scraggly beard and long hair.
1: Yeah. Oh, never, no. They, they love that yeah, stuff Yeah, nobody, 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 oh, in, Texas, right. nobody <laughs> in
0: Texas has a scraggly hair or beard. Oh, that's right. Quinn Ewers does have some long hair. We're going to go He's got a mullet, talk doesn't? to him. Uh, so look out for that coverage uh, throughout the week as Burm and I take a tour around Texas. We that's That tells you that things are back to normal for us because the last time we got to go on the road to talk to some recruits, we're in Virginia, North Carolina, and when we're on the way home, uh, the world stopped. Uh, last march so we get to go back on the road it's gonna be fun well let's hope the world doesn't stop this time
3: uh, have you come around on the name letterman road trip because <laughs> no, last year you were no. anti that but i, <laughs> I still don't know why. he was pitching it this morning hey, so. yeah I, I wanted to try it with the audience on the on the morning juice it's yes mm-hmm. it's, it's weak work he's
1: workshopping it yeah he's been working. workshopping it for. it's a, year a working
0: now. name okay we'll have nicole come on letterman road trip and sponsor it and roosters can uh you know send us with some Packed lunches that have the chips in oh, there. Yeah.
2: I like it. And
0: yeah. we'll have that for. They next.
1: just follow that's you with the van. That's.
0: We'll take the van. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's <laughs> even van. better. Uh, that'll work. I wanted to drive. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing that. Um, appetizer Tuesday this week. Is mm-hmm. mac and cheese, back mac and, and
1: cheese. Well, Slags was back in town. He was. Weekend. Why is he couldn't stay one more day? Uh, you know, gotta get cold. to training, baby. You gotta train dudes, man. Yeah, training There's, dudes. Sixty five dudes a day that are dude on dude accountable to each other after the workout. Spray them with Jags juice. These dudes are Jag growing. Juice. They're Jag showing. Juice, yeah. They're getting ready to go. I love he them. was super pumped up about it. like. Talking yeah, to was. him and Urban on on Saturday night down at uh the Urban's Chop House. At, you know, <laughs> grand opening of that this weekend, you know, and concert with the Buckeye Cruiser was awesome. But yeah, Schlag's he has to get back, man. Those guys are counting to him. You know what you know when the hours are for the weight room? Whenever you want to lift. Whenever you want. Whenever you're right? ready. They said before the guy was kinda in there kind of morning ish in the <laughs> off season. No. You wanna lift at ten o'clock with, with Papa Schlags? He's coming in there ready to go. Cut off, he'll lift with you. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, he's used to that because he had to go in there at 5 a.m. with Mickey Moran, mm-hmm. Don Patrol. So uh, no surprise that Schlegs, you know, he'll get some caffeine and some mac and cheese bites and he's <laughs> good to go. So, mm-hmm. as we said, spring ball's over. The NFL draft is over. Uh, what are we going to talk about? Well, those two things are going to combine. All right. So now let's look at this roster. Somebody who's <coughs> off to the NFL uh, and then a position that we learned about in the spring. Who's going to be the toughest uh, Ohio State player to replace. I know Nicole's got the
1: notebook full, and she's
0: going to go first.
1: Notebook full of dudes, right there.
0: <laughs> like, careful now.
2: So I did. I did think about cup, You know, because I feel like anytime we lose players, it's, you know, it's an adjustment. So, but I think Josh Myers is going to be the guy I choose this week just because um, he's the center. He's the leader of the offensive line. And I personally feel the snap, like just anybody being able. Oh,
1: when and, he wasn't in this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's the, rough. The
2: snap. I mean, it's you're just expected to get it right every time. And the pressure of that. So I think whoever's coming in, you know, Harry Miller, I think has the, um, he's like next in line yeah. to take that. And he was out this spring, but, and then Luke Whipler as well, who hasn't started yet, but um, so they definitely have some big shoes to fill.
4: You know, another thing with the center position is you know, a lot of times they will help a young quarterback protection wise, you know, making sure we're up at the line of scrimmage. Maybe we have a check, yeah. you know, like I've said before, I've you know, Nick Mangold needs to be my, we good. All right, yep, yeah, you know, I just want to double check here. So, having a center that can get that snap back because we are shotgun most all the time nowadays, but uh, you know, also but someone that can know those protections and help a younger quarterback and, you know, out early on in the season is going to be a big big thing.
1: Yeah. That, no, that, that's huge. That, yeah. That, that, I'm glad you touched on that cuz even outside of his play like now you have two guys that are starting right in right in the front there yeah. quarterback center that have to figure this thing out together yeah. and they may neither one of them together might have the right answer the phone of friend doesn't always work <laughs> if the friend doesn't know what's going on either. yeah that's
0: for sure and you bob you talked about uh, touched on that Michigan State game when Josh Myers was out and it was exciting wasn't it uh, harry miller that was not the finest performance <laughs> but we did find out later that well, he'd never
1: got a chance to do it. he didn't it, even
0: like, get to practice yeah. like they found out the night before that Josh Myers was was dinged positive and wasn't going to be able to play. So, you know, obviously you take some practice, some practice reps and get prepared, but it's not the same. You've never done it well, in the game. First of all, he's doing it,
1: playing a new position that he had in practice, mm-hmm. which are like, oh, it's just right beside each other. Completely different assignment. <laughs> yeah, for, for sure. And then on top of that, it's like, hey, now you got to snap it back to another dude and they're bringing pressure, showing different stuff. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, too, as you know, this, Austin, because you're just such a fantastic golfer, when things start to go awry, then you start over-correcting. Like, mm-hmm. Too low, now too high. Right? Oh, I mean, it was <laughs> yeah. too hard, too soft. I mean, it's there's a lot there. And you get you're doing, lost mentally. When you really you're really a
4: quarterback, you're back there, and you're like, I don't know where this ball's going to go. I mean, you're almost uh, in like a catcher position. Yeah. You know, like I can go low, I can go high, and you know, I can jump if I need to. And that's why Justin Fields played too much baseball, <laughs> and it cost him in the draft.
1: Well, that, that athleticism. It actually
3: saved
0: him against Michigan yeah. State. Yeah.
1: yeah. You, you saw his knees bent, ready to go. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just, you can tell. Like, oh, yeah. Ready to fire on that thing? You have no idea. It's like fielding ground balls back there. So that was tough. But yeah, it's a big loss. My guy, I'm going to go with here to keep the thing rolling along. You know, Mr. Steady Eddie, Mr. Reliable, a guy that for some reason Buckeye fans just love to besmirch and put shade on his name. All linebacker town. Yeah, (laughs) taking a tour down to linebacker town. And a guy that hey, in the NFL, like. We're gonna take him in the second round. Mm. We think he's that good. Everyone else is saying, hey, see you later. We got better dudes behind you. That's P. Warner. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's great because you could put him in there. He did whatever he was supposed to do. You never really saw him getting beat. You always saw him making plays, and maybe he didn't have like the most impact plays in the yeah. world, but you also never saw him chasing dudes wide open down the field or blowing gaps or doing anything he shouldn't have been. So as a coach, like I guarantee you our guy Al Washington would love to see Pete in there because it's like I got one position now that I don't have to worry about yeah. you know you can just lock in plug and play and he can tell everybody else what to do because you know Pete's a very sharp cerebral guy so you know for me it's a little bit similar to Nicole like when you have a position that's maybe not the most glamorous but when it's but when it's bad everybody can see it like so that's why I'm gonna go with my guy Pete
0: we'll talk about the, the linebacker position uh, a lot more in the second half of the show today. Uh, with some moves going on there in the transfer portal. Oh, and, yeah, and
1: we'll portal get, slide. We'll
0: get into that. But the other part of that, Bob, is that if people are are happy to say goodbye to Pete Warner, well, then why is there such a desperate need to go <clears throat> get somebody to fill out that depth chart? Pete Warner...
1: So hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Well,
0: they're going
4: to... Well, it goes the same boat with Tuff
0: Borland, don't you think? I mean, the guy started for three years, I, right? I, well, I think in a different way, the leadership, somebody's... Yes, yeah, so I mean, I'm that. not... Yeah, not the, the production... And the criticism for Pete Warner never matched up. Yeah. I thought that he was the best player, Bob. And you you're much more in tune with this than I am, but I thought he was the most important player, Pete Warner, for Ohio State's defense last year. Very and consistent.
1: Now. Very consistent. And you look like, hey, the guy can blitz a little bit. We need to cover tight ends. He can yeah. cover tight ends. And you know, Baron Browning kind of helped share some of that, but he can be an off the ball guy. He could really do just about anything they asked him to. They had him playing on the ball some against Wisconsin. Like just he really did it all. And so when you look at that, like that guy's invaluable that you can just, Hey Pete, we need you to do this yeah. this week. All right. You can do it. And the coach isn't over there just paranoid that you're going to blow an assignment yeah. or not be able to physically execute it mm. because he had the physical skills. He was obviously fast when he got here being a safety, but he bulked up to about two thirty eight, yeah. two forty, and and could handle everything. The physical requirements as well.
4: Jay Z. Yeah. Uh, I'm staying on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, I think our offense is pretty much stacked uh, as far as who we've lost and who we have coming back. Um, I was looking at the middle of that defensive line. I think Tommy T is a big loss. Uh, you know, a strong guy who could hold up the middle of that defense, uh, you know, push, get some push off the line of scrimmage. So I think whoever we find to kind of replace him, um, I don't know if they're going to rotate, you know, two or three guys there, but I think he's a big loss. And, you know, the Browns got him in, what, the third or fourth, I think it was? And- a
0: little bit later than that, I think I- – Fifth. It was a four, was it the fourth fourth it, or fifth? It was a good. It was yeah, a good I think mentality. I thought it was a great
4: pick. I, yeah. I I said you know if he's still there I would love to see right. you know them go get him. I, I think he was a great player. He, you know brought a lot of strength to that position and we just got to you know rotate. We got some guys who we've been waiting to see I think uh, kind of make that jump. Yeah. If they can stay healthy you know all that goes into it. But you know that that middle there I think will be important because we have some guys that we think can rush off the edge. So
0: Teron Vincent gonna have to be in there. Antoine mm-hmm. Jackson took advantage of the extra year. Jeron Cage who. Somebody, you know, I, I had kind of written off for his Ohio State career, Berm, and he, he pushed and got some meaningful snaps last year. Uh, so there's some options, and then maybe we'll see what happens with Ty Hamilton, a younger guy, mm-hmm. Tyleek Williams. A bunch of options yeah. in there, as there always are for Ohio State. Are we not allowed to say Justin Fields?
4: Well, you can. Well, you know, we, that's, I, that's kind of the obvious well, one. When
0: okay, I, I texted this You told me table, this was a secret, so I don't know. I, <laughs> I said, <laughs> let's not all take Justin okay. Fields. Okay, so, okay, I was going to say
3: Pete the Meat, who can't be beat. Let me be clear. Number one, um, but I'm going to okay, go step just got fur Yeah, it just got better. <laughs> I'm going to stay again on defense because that's where the questions were. And we're talking about leadership. And to me, it's Jonathan Cooper. I mean, you have talent on the defensive line, of course, but
1: Andy's got a heart arrhythmia. So right. Just mm-hmm. beating that, too. I mean, heart beating that. Uh, he, he's
3: just a guy that, you know, led the team for the last three, four years in the locker room and, uh, sort of the, the heart and soul of the defense. Um, and you have guys like Tyreek Smith and Zach Harrison who are trying to emerge and become leaders. Uh, I think that that's the, the hard thing to replace And a defense that loses a lot of guys that are in leadership spots, like Borland, like Werner, like Justin Hilliard, like Cooper. Um, so to me that's that's the real challenge is how do you how do you su- <clears throat> you know supplant that say okay now we need to get somebody to step up and step out of their comfort zone and that's why it's important that Zach Harrison's done what he's done this off and really sort of emerge as a personality as opposed to just being that 6'6 265 freak athlete like you got to get something out of him in the locker room.
0: Yeah I think and this ties into that conversation when it depends on the wording like Justin Fields is the most important player for Ohio State to replace nobody none of us are going to argue against that but with CJ Stroud Jack Miller and Kyle McCord you know that those three options are capable of doing it so if you're talking about the toughest to replace I think Bob that probably is maybe a linebacker spot or uh, Jay-Z if you're you know you knew what Tommy I could do and if he would played one more year for mm-hmm. Ohio State what that could have meant for for him and that Rushman unit to elevate so that's it's almost a different question like Luke Farrell's really important. Um, yeah. and he might be hard to replace too, with Cade Stover not having played that position. But obviously the one who has to be replaced well is Justin Field. <clears> so uh, you, so you got to pick Justin Field. Oh, I'm I'm well, just saying that it's a matter of That was just the given on of top setup. of everything. Yeah. And and look, I mean, Sean Wade is an important spot that they have to fill. He wasn't healthy last year. We know that he didn't, you know, live up to that first round outside cornerback grade, but you know, Ohio State went through spring and Cameron Brown was out, and Seven Banks was hurt, and so somebody has to be their top shutdown cornerback. That's enough like these guys at Ohio State lost. Like it's not really anything they can shrug off. It's hard, but there are people waiting to do it. They lost a lot of talent. That's yeah. what, It's a team that was in the national championship game for a reason. Isn't that what's funny about this last season? I mean, I don't want to go back in time too much, but
3: think about what they lost after the 2019 season when you lose generational players like Chase Young and Jeff Okuda, another first-round pick in, in Damon Arnett, uh, Jordan Fuller. I mean, you're losing unbelievable players and everyone's like oh they should just be fine mm-hmm. they're just going to be great
4: well because there for a couple of years they were <laughs> right, <laughs> but, just... i mean
3: you can't it, it's hard to keep mm-hmm. losing those guys every year and, and then to just expect that the next wave is going to be as good and so now i think that's the real challenge in the secondary when you're talking about <laughs> all these guys that are the, the expected starters didn't play all spring so we don't really know where they're at we don't know where seven banks is at we don't know where cam brown's at we don't know where court williams is at so you have all these question marks, and I mean the entire secondary. Sean Wade, even if he was inconsistent last year, you knew he was going to show up. You knew he was going to be there, and you knew that you know he could make a play every once in a while. Um, so there is a lot of guys that could
0: fit that question on defense. All right. Anything else, Nicole? What's going on at Roosters?
2: Um, I mac and cheese bites. Okay. I mean that's super exciting, <laughs> that and is super I think this, w- the weather's supposed to be nicer this week. So patios seventy are this open. weekend. Yes. I think yeah. Well, I, yes.
1: I, when do we I when do we turn, the, turn the, Letterman, the Letterman Lounge into the Letterman Patio? Well,
0: last year by necessity it was out there. But, it was you no. Know, N- you, we can't just
2: I mean, yeah, we did, all, like this, our, we did all this we did all this nice decorating
1: in here. We, we, we could can't try go away patio now.
2: one time, but this is the lounge. This is our area.
1: And it is true. Austin is kind of a lounge lizard, so this probably fits <laughs> him really well.
0: I, hey, it was fun when we were out there, and like it was. Um, it, was. Um, it was I'm not opposed to going back out there. I guess Bob didn't get to experience that as much as, as we did last summer when we were just hanging on for dear life. out there. <laughs> what we were allowed to do once they S- put Zoom behind us, sitting six see, feet like, apart, mm-hmm. kind of. We, oh. we had a tape measure. <laughs> we had a tape measure. Yeah. No doubt. It just look doesn't look the same on TV. Yeah. We're actually still six feet apart today. You just can't really uh, <laughs> yeah. tell that. Exactly. Um, all right. Anything else we got to get in there, Nicole? No. I mac,
2: and yeah, mac, I mac, and said mac and cheese bites. Yeah, uh, I said mac and cheese bites.
0: They're two dollars sure. on Tuesday.
2: Two dollars mm, Yeah, so and graduation season. Um, you know, calling our catering, catering. team if anybody needs that. And
1: when you get catering, you can get the chips. You can, mm.
2: you can, You just Bobby. can't if you, you come into the store.
1: Yeah.
0: Or Nicole has so. to come in here and just... Can't wait for my first in. golf oh, outing where that, where that bus I'm shows up and I get some it. chips. I know. I'm going to take them all. I'm taking oh, them home. Oh, they're
2: the best. <laughs> they, are. <laughs> they are. the best.
0: Yeah, we know that oh, there's one coming up at the Roosters Foundation in August mm-hmm. on the calendar. Yes, sir. Can't okay. wait for that one. All right, Nicole, thanks for having us in here. We're going to let you go to your job. We're going to be right back with more Letterman Live. It's brought to you by Roosters. It's a fun, casual joint. All right, welcome back into Letterman Live. Rolling along here, and can't, we've been talking about the the transfer portal and the possibilities there for Ohio State at linebacker. Uh, they came up short in another battle against Alabama. We'll dive into that. Everybody in college football has an Alabama problem. I think because Ohio State is so close to dethroning them, it gets more attention when they come up short. But what do we make of that happening on Saturday, Berm? I know Ohio State made it a battle. But it was an uphill one really from the start. It was, and that's, I guess that's sort of the thing here. People in the last
3: month and a half kind of got really invested into this recruitment of Henry Toto. But from the start, his dad came out straight up and said, Alabama was where he should have gone out of high school. Uh, I think the question was, would Alabama have room? Um, would Alabama be able to get him in and playing next year? And this is just a reminder. Well,
1: and you also said this in the break. If you're really good at something, don't do it for free.
3: You just have to know. Alabama
0: will always have room and they will always have room. It <laughs> doesn't matter. It's insane. It's, uh, there must be just a different math for them. I don't, I can't even figure it. I, I don't, I don't pretend to try. I mean, uh, they do it
4: with coaches and players, don't they? I mean, they bring a different couple of coaches in every year. I it's feel a
0: different like. game. It's a different sport. Uh, and, and I know that not every recruitment can be chalked down to a, a McDonald's bag. I'm not making that, you know, uh, that leap right here, but it's, just I'm just talking about pure scholarship numbers, limitations, recruiting class size. And there's another possibility of um, a national recruit for or national standout uh, from Clemson potentially being a transfer option, and immediately he's attached to Alabama. Like how they've got Jamison Williams, they got Harry to O to O that they'll probably take more in this offseason and you just it doesn't doesn't compute. Uh, it doesn't, and they're still in the front of the battle with Ohio State for uh,
3: JT Tuimaloa out in uh, Washington, the number one player in the country in the class of 2021, there, there's room for him too. They signed 28 guys. They've brought in. I don't know how they do it. it t- it's not my business. Carry the two. It's not my business. <laughs> Just, as long as they get to 85 by August 1st, I guess uh, all. They've cut down. All's day. well <laughs> that ends well. Uh, <laughs> the old scholarship cut down day. But, rookie, but rookie, rookie, you got okay a white days. tag in your locker. Room, you're done. There are, you know. Uh, openings at Alabama at the linebacker spot. They lost a lot of guys the same way Ohio State did. Uh, the Buckeyes thought that they had an opportunity to make a move. They they really, as I said on the radio with Bob this morning, they were not involved in this when Henry Toto entered the transfer portal. It was a matter of, okay, maybe we have time to try to build a relationship. And he was doing weekly Zoom calls with Al Washington, learning the Buckeyes' defense. I mean, he was invested. he He sent in from what I was told last week, I mean, even as far as on Thursday – a request to Ohio State to figure out credits and see if he
0: could, you know, how it was going to work out. These
1: Tennessee credits at Tennessee don't count.
0: So I mean, <laughs> I actually had that issue. I did an exchange year at Tennessee. Uh, it's a national exchange, and I took classes there. And I went back to Wyoming, and they're like, uh, "No, that's not going to count towards your graduation." <laughs> don't count, Austin. <laughs> you took a golf class at Tennessee. Like, you can't use that towards your journalism degree. What are you? What were you doing down there? Is every class at Tennessee like this? Some of them. In the SEC, it seems like all those <laughs> classes are like that. Yeah, but I really needed that golf class. I needed that information there. Anyway. All I'm saying, See, you know, they, they
3: weren't in it, and then they were, and you come up short, and that is the way of the world. Um, Obviously, Ohio State has a lot of uh, need at linebacker, if everyone pretty much saw that this spring. And, and then now you look and see, hey, is it worth going after someone else? You mentioned um, Paulie Neoteote from USC uh, as a potential option. Um you don't
0: know?
1: I don't it, think he mentioned it. That was your reliving the call from when we had. We I, I, actually went, I actually went
0: on the show after yours and talked about it, so it's running tight. Oh, uh, but he said he wasn't going to try to say his name. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I can't. I, but, I mean, that's, that yeah. one's too far for me.
3: For Ohio State recruiting fans, they know who he is. He was the number one ranked linebacker uh, out of Bishop Gorman in the class of 2018. He was, So the same high school that had has uh, hey, Garrett, Tate hey, hey, Markell, Lead with the star, Kaijan Lindsay, all those guys. Um, and, and there was some early conversation between Ohio State and, and Paulier, um, but that sort of shifted to the back burner when Henry Toto became a real option. Now you're wondering, is it too late to get back and, and get him? Because there's a lot of talk that he's pretty close to being locked into Texas, but it's not done. So you, the Buckeyes have a quick decision to make and say, oh, are we going to try this again?
1: They've got a good relationship, though, with the guys yes. at Bishop Gorman. They're actually recruiting a guy out there now, the safety uh, yeah, Zion Branch. The, Zion Branch. Talked to him and his parents, too, so I think we can get him. The, the number two-ranked uh, safety. But, when
0: Bob's right. involved, you know that it's progressive.
1: They only bring Close, Bob out when, <laughs> when they need closer. They need the closer, baby. Hey, but he's really good. But that's... Uh, when you have a good relationship yeah. and you're able to get a, a number of guys from a school that's not in the state of Ohio, you feel like you have a better shot at that. And most of those guys have had positive experiences and, you know, outside of Tate, I mean, I think Haskell Gary, I mean, let's get him on the phone. Start making yeah. some calls, dude, because that's what it's all about is getting some of these guys. So having a a big time dude like that coming out of USC did did he mention why he was leaving USC I think he had
3: some injury issues uh, concussions early in his career at USC and then just sort of fell down the depth chart and plus it's a kind of a dumpster fire at USC, I don't know if you're aware of that. Um, so that's, it hasn't always been great there, but they, they've
1: actually got they've extinguished it pretty nicely over the last like six things. Well, eight the, months.
0: but but the cause of the problem is still there. Right, like, it's yeah. easy to it's, extinguish it's, a fire when the game isn't being played on the field. You can manage a fire, but if it's still if if the campfire right in the middle of it is still burning,
1: it's yeah, Slovis but, though. He's going to be the number one pick all over overall yeah, next yeah, year, I'm, right? I'm
0: sure that Clay Helton will definitely get the most out of that roster. For Sure, uh, you can trust him there. Um, Jay-Z, do uh, you look at this? Are you frustrated that it keeps coming up, that it's always Alabama? Like, what No, I, I actually I mean I,
4: Alabama impresses me. The way they just are able to do it year in and year out, and I think we are there. We're getting. I mean, we've been there the last five years. I think. Um, you know, we talked about losing guys first round, and then next next year, first rounder again. Uh, so I think we're we're there. We just have had some bad luck with injuries and these younger guys coming. And this past year was just strange because no practice, no you know spring or anything like that. I, I think it's impressive what Alabama does. I mean, if you're a kid and you want to go somewhere else and you're going to transfer, why wouldn't if you're good enough? Ohio State, Alabama, yeah. I mean, I think those would be two teams that any guy leaving or in the portal would want to look at and, and try and get to. So, it stinks that we lost to them because I think we could have really used uh, to a toe toe to. H T T. Uh, <laughs> there you go. H T T T. But you know, it is what Tax it rush. is. You know, that's just we gotta do better. And you know if. We went all in on him, and we started not going in on this guy. Like we got to go all in on all of them because we need a linebacker.
1: I feel like there's like five thousand players in the transfer berm. I mean, are there only two linebackers that are worthy? We have anybody else? No, that's it.
3: That's but that's the thing. When you're in Ohio State, I know you're.
1: I know you're big. They expect you to get the best of the. When you're in
3: Ohio State caliber roster, I mean, it's not like there's. Oh, yeah. There's very few players that are good enough to play at Ohio State, and the Buckeyes are not going to go out there and just, just bring in somebody just for depth. They have depth. They have young guys that you know, if they feel like they can get a, give them a chance to play, you have dudes like that. But what you don't have necessarily are, are guys maybe that you feel like have put in the time at the college level and can make the team better. And so they're only going to recruit kids that are going to make the team better. And there's just not that many out there. Ohio State and Alabama are different levels of roster, so you can't just
1: can't go poach somebody from a mid-major who's like a fourth, well, you years could, starter. but
3: that would require you to like you know make some phone calls and stuff that are impermissible and.
1: And then, uh, listen, then CAA. It's, <laughs> I mean, I, I had someone tell me Saturday night, the NCAA is a quote dumpster fire right now. So Alabama's doing whatever what, what, they want. Didn't see, they just extend their
0: guy over there what, for another I've three heard, years? Well, let's see, I've what, heard, didn't I've, Bobby say where he was on Saturday. night? I wonder
3: I, who I've heard wild, wild West is what I've heard repeatedly over the last few months. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's teams right now, programs right now that are just willing to pretty much do whatever they want. And that's okay because no one's policing it, I guess. So, um, you know, it, it's a difficult spot for Ohio State to be in because they're really—you have to balance. Like, how much of your soul are you willing to give up to for to compete? And I, mm-hmm. I think that that's a, a,
1: a challenge. How much of your soul are you willing to give up, Bob? All of it, Bob. Okay. And I, hey, <laughs> whatever it takes. There, there once was a sign that I saw in the Woody Hayes that said, "At all cost." So I don't know if that's if that's simply a terrestrial thing or if there's something else that you can potentially sell in there. So yeah. whatever it takes.
0: Bob, when you look at this unit, so you just asked this question about, you know, if you need to go beyond these top two guys that are available in the portal, do you think that it's a must that Ohio State add another body or are you content with you get a healthy Dallas Gant, you get Court Williams back healthy, you're going to maybe count the bullet in that linebacker group, do you think that You know, that's a workable group.
1: I think it's a workable group. Melton getting hurt, I think, is devastating. He's a one dude that's got a lot of position flex. Like He's a big, physical, athletic guy. I I do think it's a little bit three to make two where you've got Court Williams. You have guys who are going to play that bullet position. And depending on – and I haven't looked at the schedule. Does Illinois – who are their crossover games this year?
0: They've got Nebraska again. Minnesota. Always. Minnesota is the opener. So that's not
1: bad. As long as you're not rolling in with, like, Wisconsin – Mm. Illinois and you know, they'll run some stuff in Iowa. Right. But you're not going to have to have a lot of three linebacker sets. Like if you were playing those three teams, like that's more of a full day's work of needing three backers on the field. You're not going to really need that. So it's a lot of times it's going to be three to make two. You'll we'll figure that out. The bullet will kind of take care of a lot of the the early down stuff and they'll get multiple some things. I really like Dallas Gantt with how good he is. You know, it's stunk that he got hurt, but I've liked him since day one. He was you're more of a Sam guy like Pete and can run. He's really athletic and can move. You know, Taraj Mitchell can give you some things. You'll see what Kayvon Pope, Pope can do. but um,
0: He's really been kind of the forgotten he, guy. Well, and
1: here's the thing. You can make plays, but just the ability to anticipate, making sure that you're in the right place at the right time, the communication aspect. There's a lot of stuff that has to, has to handle, handle there, and, I think he, it's not that I don't think he can do it. It's just that he's really at this point hasn't shown it yet, and so you begin to wonder like, will he be able to show it? And then you've got my man from Jersey, um, oh good, Simon, Cody R- Simon, Cody Cody Carly Simon. Yeah, and you uh, still have
3: Tommy Eichenberg's of the world. Yeah, and
1: Eichenberg, and he's going to be out. There. Like you you're going to have guys, and it's just going to be kind of mashing that thing together to kind of <laughs> see how it fits. But I'm telling you, I think Cody, I think Cody Simon will play a lot this year, and I think Eichenberg is going to play a lot as well.
3: As a linebacker, how hard is it to play? the position with guys that you haven't played with? Like, I mean, is it, uh, like, the offensive line, is that different than, obviously, you know, we all talk about offensive line cohesion, right? If you get five guys that can play the position together for three years, that. It's, it's different. Does it matter that same way at
1: linebacker? Uh, I, that's a great question, there, Byrne. You're really doing a good job on this interview. I do think, uh, <laughs> I do think that that does matter. The good news is most of these guys have played together and practiced a lot because they were the whole second team. Like mm. it's not like there's going to be guys who have never really played together before. Uh, but you know, Eichenberg has been hurt. I mean, there's a bunch of guys who've just been hurt. But being able to have that cohesive unit out there. And just going, you know, drawing upon personal experiences, being playing with a guy for two or three years and understanding when you're all seeing the same picture, like looking like you know what you can you can cheat plays, you can cheat them like a son of a gun, man, because hey, take this here, I know exactly what you're gonna do. You take my guy, and man, we'll switch and pass this off. And you know how many times do you see guys running free? Like, what happened? Well, guys missed combination routes and passing things off because they weren't seeing it the same. And when you see stuff the same, and you've had that happen to you before, or it happened in practice. You don't have to worry about that stuff anymore. And you can, it's really great because you can cheat and like, Hey, I'm going to do what you were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You can do what I was supposed to do. You have phys- similar body types and mm-hmm. you can confuse, it can confuse the heck out of the quarterback in yep. the center. As Justin was talking yep. earlier about you know, man goal, we, our goal was to always trying to make Nick's head explode and he used to get so mad. And we used to jump positions, fly back and forth. And you have guys up there who don't know what t- you're, you're talking about and it, it impacts the cover. It impacts what the quarterback's seeing coverage wise. And it really can impact the offensive line and what they're seeing in a protection basis as well.
0: Berm, just all business over all here. He is. Tell that, I know. He's coming Berm. in strong th- three weeks in a row, I guess. He said if you're
1: good at something, never do it for free. Oh, <laughs> well,
0: he's getting paid in wings. <laughs> That's right. And uh, with a road trip. So Berm and, and I are services going to get out of here. We actually kept the show pretty much on the rails. So i do not not sure yeah, how. Was, I told you I was not, not. going to make a single Are you going to go to Florida? You almost got are you going
1: to go to Florida at all? Um, You guys going to Florida after this? Texas, Florida? Uh,
3: Yeah, I mean, hopefully. today. Uh, Hopefully, um, you know, the Buckeyes obviously just picked up two commitments from Mm. Florida in the last week and a half. Um, And then that's now three defensive backs committed from Florida. I would love to go see Anthony Schlegel. Maybe hunt, hunt some, you know, wild boar with him. Or they have a
0: bunch of that in Jacksonville?
3: The, or go to. They do all.
4: Oh, oh, yeah. Florida Panhandle?
1: Oh, listen. Jacksonville, two hours. The, the boar population down there is out of
0: control.
4: Yes, it's not <laughs> like. It won't be for long. <laughs> yeah. No, it won't be. It's, Schlegs has got
1: it under control. It's not South Florida.
0: Well, I remember <laughs> last year when uh, Chives and I went down for Sean Wade's announcement, and we're driving down the highway, and it's like, watch out for bears. I'm like, in Jacksonville, Florida?
1: Where are we? Jacksonville. Hey, there's Black Bear down there. They're called the Florida Panthers. I mean, they, listen, Central and Central Florida and like North, dude, it's much more like rural Ohio, just a little bit warmer. So, way that's more, more, a little right. bit. so that's how they got Schlage's. There are yeah.
3: way more Panthers in Florida than there are Wolverines in Michigan. I guarantee you.
0: And we officially got back off the rails that's just a, like I needed that to The hope. more you know, and Right. it's there.
3: time to wrap it up. And I live in Michigan, Dab Nabbit. <laughs>
0: All right, boys. Yeah, that there it is. <laughs> I am speechless. That Have fun with that sh- thunderstorm in Texas. Oh, wow, <laughs> damn it, Jay-Z. <laughs> Thank you again to Nicole Cox for having us in the Letterman Lounge. The patio is open. Come get your mac and cheese mm, bites. Mac and, and cheese
1: bites.
0: They're $2 on Tuesday. That's Berm, Jay-Z, Bobby Carpenter. I am Austin Ward. We'll be back here next Monday for Letterman Live. We will see you then.